Well, welcome back to the Adrian Bow podcast featuring Troy Malcolm and AB. We have received so many emails from people around the grounds um, identifying people within the McGrath business that they would next like featured on this podcast. So it's refreshing to see that all the ideas that we have come onto this show are different but in some ways unique and similar to the successful traits we see around the industry of all real estate agents that are really shifting the needle out there in the field. Adrian, today's um, uh, interviewee, uh, person that we are going to be sitting down and having a chat to is someone that's been in the business for just over four years and came into a market um, that I reckon he's just made his own. He is absolutely doing everything you could want uh, from a representative of McGrath and so much more to a point that we've had him featured on many um, stages around for McGrath at kickstart events and we've heard a lot about him. It's none other than Clint Smith from our Noosa and Surrounds office. Clint, welcome to the podcast. Um, Thank you so much for taking the time of coming on and sharing your ideas and expertise. Thanks very much, Troy. Thanks, Adrian. Really appreciate it. Pleasure, pleasure. So, mate, we might just launch straight into it. Uh, What we do find, Clint, is that a lot of people listening, um, they're very interested in day-to-day practitioner-type activity that you tend to conduct uh, that moves the needle in your business. Now, uh, I know in Sunrise Beach, for example, you've got very close to 50% market share. Um, and, you know, that, that's very compelling. And I know you've got about 40 competing agents in that BDA. So you're certainly mm. not the Steve Bradbury of your BDA. Um, <laughs> so, so, mate, I mean, if you, had to, if you had to contribute that to that one or two, you know, key initiatives, activities uh, or marketing pieces or dialogue or whatever it might be, what, what, what would it be off the top of your head, mate? Oh, look, I think um, probably number one was when I first um, started in that area and really wanted to make it my own was that laser focus that uh, identified the area geographically that I wanted to do and how I wanted to do it and literally starting with a very, very small two-street um, compound as such that I really worked hard and then slowly spread out um, organically from there. I think a lot of agents make the mistake of uh, choosing an area that's quite large and trying to cover a, a big amount of space and, and a huge amount of properties in their, in their early years. And then uh, second to that, obviously, prospecting very heavily, uh, which I got a lot of that from the likes of yourself, Adrian, in mm-hmm. terms of sticking to a very uh, regimented prospecting plan. Terrific. And that BDA, Sunrise Beach, how many properties are we talking there's uh, 13, 1,397 homes um, and I've got about 880 to 920 thereabouts, you know, obviously coming and going uh, on my database as clean contacts. That's terrific. Now, for someone starting from scratch in a new BDA or in the industry, I mean, what, what advice would you give them, Clint, um, not only to maintain and nurture the data, but to, to originally gain the data? Is it cold calling, door knocking, networking, uh, DL cards, prospecting letters, or dry, price drive letters? What, what, is it, what does it consist of? I, I think I find that connections are the best 
the best way forward. So mm. anything you can do that gets you in front of a client or potentially speaking to a client on the phone is the best way to go. So cold calling is definitely number one because you've got to start somewhere. Uh, and then obviously calling back from open homes, conducting open homes, meeting people face-to-face, inviting all of the neighbours. I did that from day one. Every single open home we had, we invited all of the neighbours to view the property. Yeah, but a lot of people think that that's just because uh, we want to get um, owners through the property to meet them. It's not the case. They often are the ones that are buying the properties. 50% of what we sell in uh, our suburb sells to locals. Terrific. And, and Troy, obviously I'll, I'll uh, pass on to you about the social media strategy that Clint adopts. But, but uh, Clint, with the regimented prospecting that you talked about, what, what does that look like on a daily basis? So we have a target of 100 to 150 clean contacts per week for myself and my team obviously assist me so it makes it a little bit easier as time's rolled on. I've managed to get a, um, to, to get a you know, successful team behind me so it allows me to hit the phones a lot more. Um, so 100 to 150 calls a week. Uh, every single day I contact every single owner in my suburb that has had an anniversary from that day and I make, make that call to say, you know, happy three-year, four-year, five-year, ten-year anniversary uh, from the day you purchased the property. And you that's regardless that, if you've sold it to them or not? Correct, correct. Oh, that's that's yeah, gold. That's gold. Yeah. They're mm. thrilled to get the call. Uh, second to that uh, as well is handwritten thank you cards to every single person I speak to, uh, not every single time, but at least twice a year they get a handwritten thank you card. And I make that a point to, uh, to put a little scratchy in there as well. So every time they get my thank you card, uh, they want to open it. They want to read it. Adrian, this is the difference between someone that is really out there prospecting, being the attraction agent in the real estate business um, compared to someone that's just an audit taker. Clint, your energy, you're a big energy person. I know that. I've seen you in the office and the way you work. I've also seen you around the grounds with McGrath. Um, your focus in the morning of every single day is to really hit the phones hard. You mentioned that. Um, your team also thrives off that energy. What are some of the things, before we move into the tactical advantage of social media, what are some of the things that you really focus on when you're in the office? Because I know it's a really high dollar productive activity for you. When you're in the office, mm-hmm. it's full on. And then when you're out with clients, you're, um, you're really there and you're present and your intent is to help them. Yeah, that's a good question. Look, someone asked me the other day, uh, what is it that um, you believe sets you apart from you and the next agent? Uh, And I think it's doing the things that you really feel uncomfortable doing. So Mm. if it's uncomfortable to make phone calls or if it's uncomfortable to get in front of someone or have that difficult conversation about price or whatever it be, whatever whatever the task is, if it feels uncomfortable, it's probably the right thing to do. So having being able to force myself to stay here for an extra two hours or come in an extra hour early or make that extra 10 phone calls, I really feel that propels you forward because if you do a little bit every day, it makes that big difference in the end. And the team has the same mentality around me. They know that if they just do that little bit extra every day, we as a team are going to grow. Yeah, that's amazing. And Adrian, this is something that we see commonly around the grounds. Even when we, we spoke with Jess Smith, um, it's a clear laser beam focus of what they need to do. And then they're adding the special herbs and spices that what their own personalities are and their own team members are doing to really stand out in a crowded market. 
Absolutely. And, you know, it's, it's not a coincidence that most people, if not all on this podcast that we're talking to, Troy, um, share that same discipline and process because we do know that most of the innate uh, traits of successful agents are process and discipline. Product knowledge and negotiation skills are very easy to teach and very easy to acquire, but very difficult to get to that unless you've got that platform or that foundation skill set of process and discipline. So what? just before we go to the social media, and you've talked about your team, uh, uh, Clint, can you just describe each team member and what their roles are? Sure. Um, well, we've got Tyron, who's been with me now for three years. Um, he started as an admin assistant into buyers advocate and um, works basically predominantly with uh, the buyers that enter the market from outside of town. So anybody that's local that I'm already speaking to and dealing with who own property, uh, I still maintain those strong relationships with them. And he maintains the relationships with anyone external. So anyone that's coming from Melbourne, Sydney, uh, Brisbane, and looking to get into town. Um, and he, uh, he keeps in close contact with them gives them a call every week, um, sends them emails, keeps them updated uh, and then passes any sort of administrative details on to Michael uh, who handles everything else. Um, so all of the, um, you know, photo shoots and uh, admin support, just, just anything that needs to be done, basically he handles. So between the three of us, we're able to have that laser beam focused not only on our area but also on our individual tasks. And, and putting GCI aside for a minute, what, what volume of sales are we talking per annum that you guys cover between the three of you? Yeah, look, our, our best year, I guess, that we've had in the last probably three years has been, I think we got up to 76 sales in our, Brilliant. In our area, Brilliant. Uh, which was quite good. Um, mm. And I, I, I'd like to see us there again. We, we move with the market. And understandably, the, the market prices have risen, but the uh, transactions have fallen. But we know that it will bounce back again. So we just want to keep sticking with our, our guns and, and keep the activities strong. Yeah, Troy, I'm loving the clarity on roles. Uh, mm. Also a very consistent trait and uh, initiative from each person we tend to interview. There's no blurring of lines. Everyone stays laser beam focused uh, in, in their given roles and tasks. And that, that's what allows volume. But, you know, most importantly, as, as I've spoken about, volume only is effective if there's no burnout and no leakage, you know. And I think with mm. the clarity of roles, it seems that that leakage is very minimal. Burnout is, is minimal because I see you guys having a heap of fun in doing what you're doing. And, that, and that's a huge a huge metric of success, in my opinion. I mean, you know, commission's one thing, uh, number of sales is another, but, you know, to be fulfilled doing what you guys are doing, I see the fun mm. you have in, in the field. It's, it's outstanding. And, and I, it'd be very remiss of me not, not, not to mention, mate, your dancing skills, Clint. I can't <laughs> you know, I, I know you're you like that, do you, Bowie? <laughs> mate, I, I know you're on the national news, and this is this <laughs> known to quite a few people. Uh, as, and, you know, I've heard of certain McGrath USPs, you know, unique selling propositions, <laughs> but, but as dancing at one of your open houses and ending up on the national news, that's, that's, that's the one I've, I haven't heard of. Do you want to just yeah. talk us through what, how that happened? <laughs> yeah, that was interesting. Um, it, was, it started off as a bit of a joke. Uh, the vendor of mine knew my uh, 
uh, you know, knew, knew that I enjoyed dancing and um, I'd done a few videos in the past and they said, oh, maybe you should dance at a property that would help sell it. And we sort of laughed it off. And then they kept coming back and saying, look, you know, we're waiting for that dancing video. We're waiting for it, you know, and um, they kept saying it. So I thought, oh, just for a bit of fun, it was my last open home of the day and I actually just felt like it, you know. And so I thought, oh, I'll film something and I'll send it to them. So I filmed it and I sent it to them and they said, oh, you should post that on Facebook. You know, you get a lot of hits. And so I posted it up just as a, as a bit of a joke, thinking they would share it with their friends. But anyway, it went viral and um, it was quite amusing. <laughs> so the news got a hold of it and wanted to interview and all the rest of it. But uh, yeah, it was, it was great fun. And at the end of the day, as agents, we've got to show that we've got a pulse. We've got to show yeah. that we're just, we're down to earth, we're humble, and that the biggest killer to a real estate career, I believe, is ego. So, Well, that, that's a reflection both internally and externally, Adrian, really. When you think about it, you, you talk um, and you can hear the passion come through when Clint talks about his team and mm. his colleagues in the office and the loyalty factor of that uh, group together. I know, Clint, that is very tight-knit. Um, it is like a family group, uh, mm. the office out of our Noosa area, Adrian, but that also resonates with clients, right? Without mm. having trust, rapport, and likability that Clint does, his, uh, his vendors necessarily wouldn't have asked him that. Now, Clint, um, you also have become like the agent of choice for buyers um, throughout every single market that I've seen you operate. There's so many stories about you helping buyers buy properties, even if you're not the selling agent. Why, why do you do that? Because a lot of agents would say, well, it's going to sell itself. And if the buyer goes to REA and domain, they're going to see it. But you actually take a really proactive effort to get out there and support them and guide them through not only the suburbs they're looking, but also the right property for them. Yeah, I think uh, when someone steps into the marketplace and says, I've, I've got X amount to spend and I'm looking to buy in this area, there's probably a 90% chance they're going to buy in your suburb. Now, mm. do, you want to, do you want to be the agent that helped them along the way, that builds a relationship with them from day one? Or do you want to be that agent that didn't really assist them at all? And when they come, to, when it comes time to sell in the next two, three years, because let's be honest, the turnover of property these days is a lot quicker than it used to be. Um, so two, three years down the track, do you want them going back to the original agent or do you want them to come to you because you assisted them in finding the right property? So if another agent's got a property for sale and it comes up and I hear about it, usually we hear about it first, we'll ring all of our hottest buyers and tell them about the other agent's property because they haven't bought anything from us. They're not going to buy anything from us because we don't have the property for them right now. But we've assisted them in buying the other agent's property it's a quick sale. Hopefully it sells prior to it hitting the internet or hitting the newspapers or doing too many open homes where the other agent can obviously get benefit from that. And it takes it off the market really quick. We can ring the whole street and say, this one just sold. The buyer's from Sydney, the lovely family with two kids. We hope you get a chance to meet them. All of the owners are really appreciative of the information and we've really diluted the other agent's efforts. Yeah, and also when it comes time for them to potentially uh, sidestep in the market or look for another property, they, I, know, I know the person they're going to be calling me is you. Uh, I just think that's such yeah. a nice way. Adrian, there's so, so much refreshing um, about doing, you know, having a desire to help people as opposed to be a transactional agent. I know that we speak about that quite a lot on this podcast and, you know, you take away all the marketing activities that you see people do, a lot of them are still based around transactions and I think, you know, Clint's coming from a place of I'm going to add as much value as possible before I actually even get the right to represent them or help them do something. I think that's a really nice way of approaching business and I think a lot of agents could learn a lot um, if they listen to this podcast. 
Absolutely, and it's it certainly quite consistent, Troy, with a lot of our teachings, which is, um, you know, adopt a very high intent approach with every customer, consumer, buyer or seller, which is almost zero expectation of any remuneration, listing or sale, add value on every conversation, email and meeting. If something comes of it in the short term, great. If it doesn't, the law of reciprocity will prove to us that it will down the track. But I also love how Clint's adopted a buyer's agent's role um, with clients uh, and and doesn't discriminate whether it's his listing or a competitor's listing. He's being a conduit into the transaction and you know in five years time when that person remembers who they bought it from uh clint will be front of mind despite the transaction may have been through xyz realty uh so i just i just love that lack of discrimination with listings when you're talking to your top buyers it's brilliant um, and just to yeah. add to that too adrian i just found it um uh, amazing over the last five years by having that mentality and running that way just by default and it wasn't certainly wasn't an intention but by default because we have the majority of the listings in the area therefore we meet almost all of the buyers um, when they come time to purchase a property from another agent over the last five years we've actually grown our database and we have contact details for almost everybody in our suburb now because yeah that's amazing, and yeah, we'll, 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 well, that's a good segue into database because I know you're equally as passionate as me with data. Uh, so I'd love for you to share what your database system looks and feels like. Okay, uh, we we run a CRM. Uh, it's called ours at the moment is called My Desktop, but um, we run a CRM. Every property is linked to every. Uh, owner of the property in the suburb regardless of whether we have details for them or not I believe in the art of um, if you play they will come it's the same thing if you create that space in your database with the contact details eventually you will get it it's that you know uh, forward thinking mentality eventually we'll need to meet them at an open home or through a referral um, so every contact is in there and um we're slowly filling them one by one. Now, we've managed to get very clean data in there. Every three months, we go through uh, Price Finder or RP Data and we obtain all of the transactions that perhaps weren't ours and we swap them over in the database and make sure those contact details are in there and link them up with them because they're probably in our database, but we link them up with the property they purchased. That's great. And what's the continuing nurturing program in terms of e-newsletters or touch points frequency over the over a 12 month period sure uh generally speaking i believe uh, i'm a little bit different I, I i do believe in um individualizing my contact so i don't yes. do a lot of bulk letters i don't do a lot of bulk emails in fact I've, i can't remember the last time i did do that um we certainly do regular letterbox drops which gets get to all the owners but in terms of the database nurturing i call street by street every three to four months i get through my entire database Brilliant, brilliant. Yeah, I, I just love the simplicity of the strategy, Troy, when we talk to Clint, you know, and I, I read something in the Dividend Excellence the other week, which was 
uh, strategies for amateurs and, and logistics uh, is for professionals. And all, all, all that means is that, you know what, we can get so bogged down in coming up with the perfect strategy that we just tend to underestimate execution and execution is where the magic is. And, and just, just start to execute and implement. And if it's not perfect, that's fine. Let it evolve. But strategy is just overrated and sometimes overcomplicated and, and in many cases unnecessary where, you know, if you've got a theme, a general theme, which is just to do great work, add great value and go through your data every three months, um, the execution is where, is where the magic happens, Troy, and that's, what's, that's what we're hearing with Clint. Yeah, and, and Adrian, it flows from not only the traditional things that we know and love uh, real estate agents to be doing out there, prospecting, being out in their community, working with buyers, working with sellers. Clint, you've also got a really strong social media strategy, as we mentioned um, prior um, to this kind of episode. And, and you've adopted the McGrath offering uh, in your marketing strategy online, but you're also um, doing things that you, you, you're out there and you're trialing new stuff, which becomes very refreshing uh, for clients that are seeing the same old, same old. Yeah, that's right. I think, you know, we're, we're trying to get a system where um, all of our efforts to prospect, list and bring properties onto the market can be instantly, um, you know, marketed and, and published on social media without a great deal of, of effort because I think part of the reason agents don't do more social media is because they can't think of the, the ideas or they can't come up with the concepts. So having McGrath being able to, uh, arrange all of the templates and create basically the perfect marketing strategy and all we need to do is have our vendors pay or we pay for a um, the fee I think mm. having that go out there is just a, a much easier and, and a much more uh, genuine approach than just creating a you know a link to realestate.com so yeah, I think Troy uh, Clint's referring to the McGrath digital platform that we've created, um, mm-hmm. which is a terrific uh, initiative uh, from us, which is ranging from $300 up to $1,200 uh, as a component in the marketing campaign for each listing. Uh, and it basically retargets clients if they're typing in Noosa, for example, um, and that runs across the Facebook and Google ecosystems. Um, and it's, it's the new DL card, as you know. Uh, Troy, but it's 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 very very targeted and very specific on certain search criteria. So amazing amazing uh, initiative from our marketing department who are getting absolutely bombarded at the moment with requests from owners uh, and agents to actually partake in it. Yeah, huge success. And Adrian, this is the thing, like so many agents out there, social media has become um, the modern day spam email of everything they're doing. Um, you know, having great intent, as you said before, connecting with people authentically, showing a little bit of your own personality, people will be attracted to that in the market and they'll want to continue the conversation. You've always said, and I know that Clint's a big believer in this as well, the magic happens when you're actually face-to-face with people. You can do everything online, you can do all the emails, you can do all the phone calls, but the magic actually happens when you're sitting down with a client and they understand that you're a real person and you want to help them. Clint, what are you mm. most excited about in your market in the future? You guys have gone through um, the, the, the ups and downs over the past four years. We've seen some amazing record sales. We've seen days on market, um, you know, blow out. Yours are currently, you know, less than half the rest of the market. What are you most excited about your team out there in the market, but also what you're going to try and achieve in the next 12 months? 
I'm excited the most about our uh, implementation of our our strategies and logistics as um, as Adrian was talking about before, um, we've developed a, a brilliant um, program spreadsheet system that we run, uh, which is called Flow, and it's running exceptionally well, which allows us to do, a per- I want to do perfect listings. I want to sell, pro- like list a property and sell it and have every single step absolutely perfect, 100%. Nothing falls through the cracks, no ball drops, nothing. And if we can do that on a, you know, on 50, 60, 70, 80 transactions, that would be my dream. So that's what we want to do. We want to get to perfection. And, and not only that, we want to spread our area a little bit wider just to capture some more business and hopefully grow the team. That's brilliant. That's brilliant, mate. I'll tell you what I'd like to ask, Troy, because I think um, a lot of people would be interested, Clint, is, you know, given, given you specialise in private treaty or private sale, um, you know, how do you deal with multiple buyer interest on the same property? Now, this relates to auction agents and private sale or private treaty agents or expressions of interest agents, actually. And a lot of agents do get unstuck here and do, get, do, do just turn into that overwhelm um, because they're not focused on the process because sometimes you can be too focused on the outcome before the outcome actually occurs and that's when sure. overwhelm happens. So I'd love to know your process because obviously it's very successful when you have multiple buyers interested in, in one of your properties? Sure. Um, it, it's quite easy, actually. you just got to slow it down. Right? Yep. Every, everybody feels, as a real estate agent, um, we, we, we're just born with this, you know, this desire to get it done before the sun sets. That's, that's fine. But if you slow down the process and you've got multiple buyers all wanting to make an offer, you and the seller are both, both have the power to choose the deadline. So what we'll do is if we get multiple offers or multiple interest on a Saturday afternoon and we know we've got somebody there that would like to make an offer on the Monday, we'll recommend highly to the seller that we just put, make the deadline 5pm on Monday, slow down the process, speak to everybody openly, tell everybody there's other offers on the property, encourage them to put their best foot forward. But what we make sure we do is that you have to make sure that nobody is disappointed. We, we don't mind if they're disappointed, but nobody is upset with how we've yes. handled the situation. So we pre-frame it by saying, look, Mr. Buyer, appreciate you've put your offer in. Can I just ask you if someone else, let's just call it 700, if someone else purchased a property for 705, would you be disappointed? No, they can have it. I'm not paying any more than 700. Great. So if we sold it tomorrow at 7.05, you wouldn't be disappointed. No. Great. Okay. And then you do, you have that conversation with everybody, but asking that conversation and reiterating the, the question illuminates to them that if they don't step forward at the right price and they miss out, they can't blame you. You've done everything you possibly can. Yeah. What I love there, uh, Clint, is that the only reason a buyer is going to miss out is not because they so-called got gazumped, but it was because another buyer was prepared to pay either more than they could pay or more than they wanted to pay. Um, so that, that, that's brilliant. Now, best practice would provide that that buyer also advises you in writing, either by text or email, that it is their best offer. Because you and yep. I know, Clint, and everyone listening to this call knows that someone might say, oh, yeah, 705, absolutely, if it goes for that, I'm, I'm out. 
then you sell it for 705, then they call you the next day and say, I would have paid more, you know. So your absolute yep. best practice is to get it on an SMS or get it on email uh, because you know, before you know it, they're talking to a, a friend or a colleague and they say, oh, you know, that represents good value because something else just sold for 720, which was inferior, etc. So, And they like to go into blame phase at that particular point. Absolutely. You, you are the easiest target, unfortunately. So I, I'm not, yeah. not trying to suggest this best practice as a, as a trick. It's, it really is a anointment of a conversation um and ensuring that we've we've put a ribbon on it and it's we're moving on and and we're on to the next conversation if you if you're if they're serious enough to enter into a multiple offer negotiation um every one of our multiple offer negotiations and every one of our offers is in writing on a contract with a multiple offer form if there is multiple offers with a multiple offer form so there's there is zero room for for uh error there Brilliant, brilliant. That's great, Troy. Uh, Adrian, I, I'm kind of, I, I'm just sitting back and really taking in this conversation because not only has it been uh, insightful around things that can work out in there in the field from a tactical point of view, I think, I think this has just been a really easy conversation uh, that represents everything that you stand for, Adrian, and everything that we want as part of the McGraw brand. You can't really ask for a better brand ambassador, a better person representing and dealing with clients than someone like a Clint Smith. So, Clint, I can't. Thank you enough. Uh, we're, we're extremely honoured and humbled that you uh, have chosen to continue the drive of the business uh, for us in Noosa with the team you have there. Uh, and Adrian, I just think that anyone listening to this episode, I say it every week, but I kind of I want to say it again, save it. Save it in your podcast and go back and listen to it again because there was nuggets of gold, but there was also um, you know, a really clear understanding of what it takes to be super successful and continue that growth path not just being a success in one or two years time but actually running a marathon and really driving success for the next two decades i think that's a really nice way of doing business and if i could just interject there by saying that um, i couldn't have done it without mcgrath and and to be completely and utterly honest we were at, we were at a point in 2015 when my business had reached had probably peaked and it just i had no idea how to get from where i was uh, to the next level and after sitting down with John talking to people like Adrian and you Troy um, you know ha- having a chat with you guys early in the piece all of a sudden the floodgates opened and there was just this this amazing I guess uh, amazing opportunity uh, to grow from you know zero to a hundred in five seconds you know it was amazing so I just just wanted to thank you and McGrath and John specifically as well uh, it was fantastic. So, uh, pleasure, mate. It's great to have you as part of the team, and and that's what I call the real estate gods that are answering to good work. You know, and the modern cliche is that the harder you work, the luckier you get. We all know we can do two weeks of flat out prospecting, and then two listings fall in our lap the following week that are completely unrelated, and that that that's the real estate gods in 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 play. So, um, it's very similar to what you said. You reached out. You put put the energy out to the universe and to us in particular, and and and, and it responded. So, good right. for you, mate. And uh, I do encourage everyone listening to follow Clint. His Insta handle is Clint Smith Noosa. Uh, you'll see some dance steps on there that'll absolutely <laughs> blow your mind. Um, you know, they say white man can't jump. Well, white man can definitely dance. <laughs> so, uh, great, for you, mate. and it's good to see a bit of fun. 
in 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 your practice and uh, in your art. And uh, I tell you what, mate. You know, if you can if you can sell real estate half as good as your dancing moves, no wonder you're killing it, mate. So well done. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, listeners, that wraps up another episode of the Adrian Bow Podcast featuring Troy Malcolm. If you like this episode, please rate it five stars. Can't wait to come back to you next week with another McGrath high performance agent out there in the field. Not only good people, but they're good people that are doing phenomenal business adrian as always thank you for taking the time to be on this podcast clint thank you again all listeners we look forward to seeing you all around the grounds and on the same time same channel next week for the podcast thanks again and we'll see you all shortly